Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Happy New Year, right? Here we are. We have arrived. It is 2019, and we are in the first week of the new year, and I am fired up. Today is episode 70. Kind of cool, right? Episode 70. The thing I love about episode 70 is it's got the number seven in it. I am a seven junkie. I love the number seven. I'll tell you what, it's interesting. Um, I kissed my wife on our first date in the first seven seconds of us meeting. Actually, I'm predicting on the seventh second because it took me seven steps to go over and put my arms around her and give her a kiss. I asked my wife to marry me at 7.07 p.m. on the 7th of April. I took the 777, those three numbers I just gave you, I had them inscribed on the inside of her ring. Today we have a company called Seven Seconds Productions, and I'm telling you one thing right now, we love the number seven. So it would be appropriate then if our 70th episode, which has the number seven, might be your lucky episode. Now, one of the great thoughts is success goes up the harder you try, your luck increases the more effort you put out. I don't want anything about this year to be lucky, even though we love the number seven, right? I want, I want luck to be kind of the intentional outcome of taking a look at what you're doing with this year that right now is just a couple days old, right? So I think about the, the word new. And that's really what I'm going to focus on on this lesson. And I'm going to give you some business lessons, some life lessons in the next 10 or 12 minutes. But I took the word new and I started to realize that there's a formula. There's a formula that goes into making anything new. And before we give you that formula, the one thing I want to say is that, that the old has to be gotten rid of in order to make way for the new. One of the great, uh, great, uh, I think, ideas around getting rid of the old is what um, Andy Andrews talked about in his beautiful book called The Traveler's Gift, the idea of forgiving oneself, right? The idea of realizing that, man, whatever happened yesterday and the day before and the week before and the month before and the year before, and maybe, maybe as far back as I can remember, whatever happened that didn't work out is yesterday. It is in the annals of history. And as my friend John Maxwell says, the only value in yesterday is the lessons it taught and the joy it created, right? And so you think about new and you think about, okay, what do I want to be new in my life? Do I want new business success? Do I want new financial success? Do I want new physical or health success? Do I want new marital or relationship success? Do I want a new opportunity to make a difference in a not-for-profit? Do I want a new opportunity to create a business startup? Do I want a new, do I want a new lease on, you know, my business? What do I, what do I want that is new? And there's nothing wrong with wanting new. Here's why there's nothing wrong with wanting new, because there's nothing wrong with you wanting your best life ever. 
there's nothing wrong with you wanting every day to be a day that is better than yesterday. There's nothing wrong with you wanting new business results and new income results. And there's, there's nothing wrong with wanting you to achieve new levels of financial certainty or security or even financial freedom. There's nothing wrong with you wanting the best for you. And there's nothing wrong with then being a beacon of light to help others that you're surrounded with each and every day, family and friends and colleagues and business clients to help them achieve new. And new is good. And I remember this wonderful quote by um, Ralph Waldo Emerson when he said something along the lines of, um, today is too new of a day, bright with opportunities to waste a moment on your old nonsense, right? So part of having today be new and part of having this year be new is to take a look at this formula. There's three parts of this formula that I think go into creating new and everything new. So let's take a look at the end. What gets in the way of new? You know what gets in the way of new? Negativity. And so the high performer, the person that seizes the opportunity, the person that wins each and every day in the business and in the market is a person who has learned how to channel a boundary around negative thoughts, around negative thinking. And I think that from my vantage point, that one of the great things that Zig Ziglar used to talk about, my personal mentor, he died about five years ago, is this idea of stinking thinking. And we, we borrow from a future that has not yet occurred. A lot of doubt, a lot of fear, a lot of even maybe um, just kind of paralysis because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if this call is going to work. We don't know if this marketing piece is going to work. We don't know if this relationship is going to work. We don't know if this decision is going to work. Listen, is if everything was certain about working, there would be no such thing as negativity because all you would have is excitement and, and joy and, and obviously backed by hope. So what I know about top producers is they invert negativity to positivity. They don't change it, they just flip it. They don't, they, they don't try to remove negativity, they just try to reinterpret it. They flip it over and they put negative, negativity behind and they let positivity come out. You are a sum total of your positive thoughts that you execute on each and every day. And you are also the sum total of your negative thoughts that you don't manage every single day. Change your choices, change your thoughts, you change your life. And so I remember as a brand new loan officer, I was, uh, I was working in a really brutal market. I mean, I think interest rates were prime. I know it was at 20%. I know government loans were at 17 and a half, 18%. I know that consumer confidence was low. I knew that unemployment was high. I, I, I knew that we were in a recession. And I had this beautiful button made up by some friends of my parents that owned a print shop. And the button read, rumor has it we're in a recession. I'm not participating. I took what everybody else was kind of out there talking about and the sky is falling and all this negativity. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be a beacon of light. Everybody that's negative, I'm going to wear a button that says, you know, we're not, we're, we're in a recession only if we choose to be in a recession. You're in your own personal recession because you chose to be in a recession. This year is full of surprises. This year is going to douse up a lot of stuff that we weren't planning on. And depending on how you interpret that and then reinterpret it as something positive will determine whether or not you get anything new. Because in order to get new, you gotta be positive. You can't have new if you're negative. You can't have new outcomes anywhere if you're negative, right? So reconnect with your core purpose, reconnect with the opportunity to achieve your inner greatness, Reconnect with a sense that your potential is in the making each and every day and understand that if you have two people that line up every morning 
same market, same company, same product, same price, same everything, and one's positive and one's negative, I'm gonna tell you right now, hands down, the positive person is gonna win, okay? So you can't have new unless you get rid of the negativity and you replace it with positivity. Here's what else you can't have new. You can't have new if you're working hard and you're not working smart. There's a balancing act between working hard and working stupid. There's a balancing act between really giving your lifeblood to stuff that is just purely at the foundation inefficient. There is this sense of like, why would I continue to do that? And so to have new, you have to stop being inefficient. You have to stop working hard. You have to start working smart and you have to work with passion and you have to work with confidence. So efficiency, like for example, if I don't achieve mastery of the high trust interview, it might take me an hour to have a dialogue with a new client and have that dialogue work to the point where they become a client, right? But if I'm really good at the high trust interview, I could shave that hour in half and I could be double the efficiency in half the time. So new now is I can see twice as many people. There is this gross inefficiency where people don't measure where their negative time is going. They don't measure the psychological, psychological impact of doing things they don't wanna do or things that frustrate them or things that don't have them in their main lane. They don't measure efficiency. I told a guy the other day, he had 14 salespeople with him and uh, these are all licensed loan officers and I said, you know, what would it be like if you could take every one of those loan officers and just every month help them to be 1% more efficient in their consumer dialogue to lead to conversion? You'd have a 14% increase every single month. At the end of the year, you'd be north of 160% increase in conversion. To have new, you have to stop doing what doesn't work and you have to replace it with new things that do old things better, faster, less expensively, and more profitably. And by the way, I got to tell you, you line up those, those two same people on positivity and negativity, and you line up those two people, efficient and inefficient, at the end of the day, I'm telling you, one's going home with joy and one's going home with stress. And all you have to do to have new is decide, am I going to be uber efficient this year? So where are the things that I can be better at? Where are the conversations I can have I'm not having? You know, how can I learn to embed certain scientific phraseology into my scripts so they have more power? You know, how can I use instructional design and embedded commands to not say as many things and have them end up creating higher results and higher performance? And like I said to a client the other day, it's a, you know, it's a $20 billion a year funding client. And I said, you know, if you're not measuring efficiency every day, you're not helping your sales team become competent. And if you don't help your sales team become competent, then they're gonna work hard inefficiently. And nobody gets the grand prize for that. You only get the prize when you optimize your cash flow per hour spent. So to have new, you gotta move from inefficiency to efficiency, which is the E in that beautiful word, new. Here's the W. The W is, in my mind, crystal clear. You cannot have new unless you win. You cannot have a new outcome unless you win. You can't have um, a new result unless you win. Okay, now there is a point of enduring pain on your way to winning, and I get that, but there's two types of pain. There's the pain of discipline, and there's the pain of regret. 
So the pain of discipline says, I am going to use behavior. I'm going to use things to do. I'm going to use my skills and I'm going to get better and better and better. And I'm going to do them every single day because behind mastery is then consistency. And if you're more consistent by doing better, the things that produce business, you win faster. If you win faster in business, I'm not saying somebody loses. I'm saying your old self loses. If you win in business, you win freedom, you win mind space, you win creativity, you win money, you win peace of mind, you win security. And so the, the, the idea behind new is in order to have anything new, you got to win in your attempt to get it. Now, the other piece of winning, which I think, got, I, I think it probably has got to be your rallying call for the year. If you're a team leader, if you're a CEO, if you're anybody that manages anybody or leads anybody, if you're an originator and you call on realtors, if you're a realtor and you call on buyers and sellers, if you're a financial planner and you call on all of those people, if you're in the accountancy business, it doesn't matter what business you're in, here's your theme for 2019. To your clients, you must ask this question, how can I help you win? That's it. If I can help you win and you can help me know how to help you win and I help you win, I have a new birth in my relationship with you. I prune out the old, I get rid of the dead, and I get this new sense of life. And so what I want you to be thinking, I don't care if you have to paste it on your mirror or write it on your laptop or put a sticky somewhere that you see it every day. Maybe it's on the back of your phone as a graphic. New. New. How do I take what's negative and make it positive? How do I take what's inefficient and make it efficient? And how do I take what I commonly refer to as a loss, not what I wanted to have happen, and how do I convert that into a win? You do those three things, you're going to have not only new, but you're going to have a new year, and it may be the gateway to a new decade and a new you. All right? Let's have fun together this year. Thank you for listening to the High Trust Today podcast. If you want to make this year your best year ever and double, triple, or even quadruple your volume and performance, then I want you to click the link for your ticket to Sales Mastery in the show notes to find out how you can make more money in less time with less stress.